Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Quarterfinal day at the Australian Open, so getting ready for a big one. We've lost a two-time champ, as I mentioned, Victoria Azarenka out, um, and some interesting results. I mean, Carlos Alcaraz just motored on through as we turn our focus towards today. Brett Phillips is on the line. Morning, BP. Um, let's start with with quarterfinals today before we sort of talk about what's what's been happening recently. But we're down to this pointy end, and Novak Djokovic, I went through the whole scenario, Brett, about the scheduling, and you touched on it earlier this morning on this network, I, I reckon it falls into Novak, the way that it's been panning out for him. Two afternoon day uh, matches in a row. If he wins this one, he gets another full, essentially another full day, roughly to recover before he heads to the semifinals again. It, it appears as though everything's on track for Novak. Yeah, well, it's going to be the the, the warmest day, uh, Maddie. But this is an athlete now who's a far cry from the uh, the, the young flaky uh, Djokovic who didn't cope uh, too uh, well with the warm days in Melbourne all those years ago. But you know, we're dealing with a finely tuned machine uh, these days. Mm. Twenty nine degrees, I can feel it already as I yeah walk towards uh, Melbourne Park and look. Uh, and the fact that he's got an imposing record against uh, Taylor Fritz, uh, the American, he's got the superior head to head against everyone pretty much. Of, those trying to chase him down, but uh, eight no, yeah, be the last match he would play in the day, and then a Thursday night, uh, what would it be? Uh, sorry, a Friday semi-final. So, yeah. you know, he's got uh, two full days uh, to recover from that. So, yeah, I, I don't think it'll worry Djokovic at all. And they had to give Rublev obviously the time to recover from uh, the Demon Or match on uh, Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, look, until uh, someone can prove they can beat him in the best of five, he still stands as the favourite, but. Yeah, watching Carlos uh, last night, he was um, yeah pretty imposing. But yeah, Djokovic, very keen to just uh, keep everyone at bay. But Taylor Fritz, you know, I like him. I think he's, you know, I think he's a player that's going to stay around sort of that top twenty mark. Um, you know, he's a good athlete, fierce ball striker. But you've got to be able to you know, have the discipline to go with Djokovic in these long, extended rallies. So whether he can shorten the rallies, which means you've got to go through a lot, but he defends that baseline so well, Djokovic. It's like penetrating a brick wall, which is pretty hard. <laughs> I was going through the time on court and the matches, you know, the, the match um, length, especially for Novak. So a four-hour match to start, then it became a three-hour match in round two, then a two-hour match, and then a one-hour-plus match in round four. And Carlos Alcaraz... Last night, got it done and dusted in an hour and 49 minutes. These good players at this end of the, or this stage of the tournament, BP, they know how to run their run their race well, don't they? Especially when they can get on top of an opponent. They want to wrap it up as quickly because everything goes towards these final two or three matches. 
at the end of two very long weeks. Yeah, it's incredible, really, how they just uh, are able to pace their way through and play their best tennis when it really counts the most. And, you know, that's uh, like a slow kill. You know, they're just sort of hovering and they get it done in the first week and bang, uh, they just launch into week two and you know, make, make opponents look silly. So, yeah, I mean, that's why you've got to back in Djokovic with confidence, uh, despite the fact there's been... Yeah, you know, a few moments, but that you know, happens. I mean, you really play seven matches and play your absolute best those entire seven matches. But when it's uh, all said and done, um, he's still the king of Melbourne Park. So, yeah, I'm, look, I'm fascinated about Sinner. You know, if Sinner gets through against Rublev tonight, all the talk's been about Yannick. Um, you know, whether he could really take it up to Djokovic in a semi-final here during the day on that Friday. Uh, I think he's got the level and he's beaten Novak. Um, that would be a huge uh, breakthrough. And I think he's playing the best tennis I've seen him. Uh, play, he won't be intimidated at all. But he's here, yeah, Rublev 0 and 9. How about that one yeah. <laughs> tonight in the quarterfinal? He's desperate to break through. So, yeah, that should be uh, a ding dong battle. And we'll see how Andre's recovered after uh, Sunday night. Yeah, it could be a long one, that one. Four versus five, Sin of the Rublev. And I think it's worthy of where it is, especially, you know, uh, at, at this stage. Um, Coco Goff, this is an interesting one against Martia Kostyuk. So 21 years of age, the Ukrainian, in her first Grand Slam quarterfinal. She's been around a little bit. Like, she's played quite a few um, major tournaments, yep. but never gone this deep, obviously. And she's up against somebody who's been red hot. Yeah, well, I mean, you might remember Kostyuk as a uh, 15-year-old made the third round of the Australian Open. I'm pretty sure that was the year after she won the juniors at Melbourne Park. And yeah, you're right, it feels like she's been around for an eternity. And um, you know, a lot of people thought that she was going to be sort of an automatic riser into that top 30. So she hasn't quite sort of got there yet. But you know, we've been thinking this breakthrough is, you know, being close. Uh, and look, she's a, a you know, really fierce athlete. And you look at Svitolina and Yastrzemska, who's still in the draw, um, and these type of players who... You know, from that part of the world, who just you know have lived and breathed tennis from such a uh, young age, and it's built into them you know, to be great competitors. But the way Coco's playing, I mean, she's been flawless, uh, pretty much. You know, just uh, cruising through her games and finely tuned athlete uh, Coco Goff. So it's going to be really tough to beat her uh, today. And I think uh, you know tonight Krachikova is an interesting one against Sabalenka. Uh, you know, Sabalenka obviously has also been in the Coco Goff type of form, but. Uh, Krachikova is a, you know, a difficult prospect to play. I mean, she's got every shot in the book. And, you know, a lot of doubles, great success in doubles. And she can volley exceptionally well. You know, she'll try and disrupt the rhythm of arena all night and just uh, hit lots of different type of balls to get her out of that uh, that comfort zone. And, you know, I'd give, uh, give Krachikova a little sneaky chance uh, tonight against Sabalenka, but that would be the, the dream semi-final. At Sabalenka and Goff is the most informed players in the tournament. Yeah, and the other side of that draw on the women's side is 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 wide open, isn't it? I mean, it's it's anyone's chance to make the final um, on the top side of the draw because it's more than likely that Sabalenka would play Coco Goff, for instance, on the bottom side, as you say, at the semi-final stage. So really interesting day. It's going to warm up there, no doubt about it. It'll be a, a big one quarterfinals. I know you're busy, mate. Have a good one. No, thank you, Matty. Seven o'clock uh, tonight, we'll have uh, yeah, back-to-back uh, quarterfinals, men's and women's uh, live on SCN. Looking forward to bringing it to everyone. Absolutely. Thank you, Brett Phillips. Catch it right here on SCN as we get to the fascinating stage of the Australian Open and some incredible names left too, and stum- uh, plenty still to come. So I was just checking the weather there, maximum of 29 degrees 
for Melbourne today. And then 33 tomorrow. And then it looks as though it calms down again. So it should be in the low to mid-20s for the rest of the week right up until Sunday and the close of the tournament. The weather for Sydney tomorrow is absolutely fine. So we got a text earlier about the Big Bash League final. Um, yeah, where was it? It was around about what, what happens if it rains. Highly unlikely, but what happens if it rains? Now, they would have had a reserve day penciled in, so it looks as though we won't get it anyway. Tommy, you've been furiously typing over there, so you've found out. Done some digging, and shout-out to our man Scotty Bailey. I asked him as well for his insight. And the match, funnily enough, Matty, would be Thursday at 11 a.m., because it would be a lead-in to the test match. So they put it at 11 a.m. on Thursday. At where? At the SCG? At, still at the SCG. Yeah. And at, when I first read that, I was like, oh, that's weird. But it would be a lead-in to the test match. So it's it's not expected to be rained out tomorrow, as you just mentioned. Okay, because it's a day-night test. But if it was to be washed out, 11 a.m., so your coverage would start at 10. And you'd yeah. have cricket from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. on Thursday, if tomorrow night was to be washed out. Okay. Which it's not going to be. No. So I'm calling tomorrow night. So what you're saying is if, we go out there tomorrow night and for some reason it's weirdly washed out. We wouldn't have a show on Monday. We wouldn't have a oh, show Thursday. on Thursday. Yeah. So I'd be at the SCG all day. I might just stay there. Yeah, exactly. Wednesday night. I'm sure I, we stay in the Dougie Bollinger suite. I'm sure he's going. <laughs> sure the he's sock going. suite. So, <laughs> I know where the socky suite would yeah. be. Actually, that'd be good. Yeah, it'd be a good show on Thursday morning. Right. Well, I hope, I, I hope that answers that. So reserve day is scheduled Thursday morning. Would it, oh, wow, that's really interesting. That's really, really interesting. I mean, it's good, you know, good to keep everything going and back to back, but they're obviously going to miss out massively on crowd, any chance of a crowd there, um, big crowd, because I think they're going to have quite a few numbers there, and especially the way that the Heat launched themselves into it last night. There you go, 0457 736 736. 21 minutes uh, after the hour, so we're getting ready for play to start at the Australian Open early this morning. Um, the schedule this morning is men's legends first up, and then the quarterfinals don't start until 1 o'clock um, for New South Wales and Victoria listeners and midday for our Queensland listeners. So we'll have um, men's legends first up, and then we'll get into the quarterfinals proper, both women's and men's as well. Back after this break with your texts and calls.